0: All right, let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to Talk Nerdy Faith to Me, the podcast. This is the first episode. My name is Takoya and I have my co-host here, Katori. Hey everybody. You guys, we're so excited to do this. Like, I'm a little nervous, but it's okay. So please bear with me. But um, yes, you guys, welcome. It's our first episode, so just a quick summary of what this is is that the lord gives us revelation from books, movies, comics, video games, from everything really and we are both huge nerds <laughs> and um the lord kind of put us together and it was crazy because when we got together we were just sitting here nerding out together like yeah the lord shows me this about this and the lord shows me this about that and um he uses these things to really edify us to um show us who we are in him to um they're like modern day parables in a way to really you know, just guide us throughout our journey and, and, and becoming and our identity. And um, he's used these things in major, major ways. I know I can speak for myself when I say that the Lord has definitely used these things to really keep me, um, you know, throughout my journey with him. And I'm just so thankful that he has linked me up with someone that he has done the same thing for. Um, so just a quick introduction. Um, my name is Sequoia, again. Um, and again, um, the Lord uses all these things. I've been a huge fan of like Disney, Marvel um you know video games and all these things for um you know since i was a child and since then the lord has just been teaching me and and um you know when i came to him and he began to talk to me in these ways i was kind of astonished like oh wow like god that's how you talk like wow and this really just um kept me throughout my journey and um you know he just planted these seeds of ideas to you know minister in this way and um yeah so it just really really helps me um and if I had to say my favorite, I was I was going to ask you this too, Katori. But like, if I had to say like one of my favorite um, ways that movies that the Lord has used to me is um, probably like Moana and um, Star Wars. You know all of those things. But um, we'll definitely we'll dive into that as you see the um, the podcast continues to go on. But um, I also just want to encourage other people to know that like, don't put God in a box. Like He created everything. Okay. Like we know the devil tries to come and tainted, but God created everything and. Um, I just can't wait to have fun with everyone and just, you know, and just relay this powerful wisdom and, and revelation that God has given me, um, you know, to everyone else. So, Katori, you want to give a quick introduction? Sure.
1: Yeah, my name is Katori, you know, or Tori, either way. Um, and I, too, have been the biggest, like, uh, Disney head since I was literally born, Um and then along the way, like got into like Marvel and like a bunch of other nerd stuff. Um, so I've always loved stories. Like I'm a writer, I'm a poet, um, prophetic voice, all of that. So stories are like a big deal to me in music. And God's always spoken very creatively, very poetically to me. Um, but I didn't always know that he was necessarily speaking to me through some of the movies, Um I could see things. I could see revelation. I can understand things. I can interpret things. But I didn't realize like it was an actual like gift. And I didn't realize that it was actually a way that God was having a conversation with me and um, teaching me. Um, probably up until like the last couple of years. And I really realized it was like, no, I'm using this as a tool. Other than that, I thought it was just something really cool. Um, I kind of kept it to myself, though, because I feel like other people could, couldn't uh, understand that I could see certain things. But I would always talk to God about it. I just wasn't picking up on it right away that, like, no, this is legit, like, part of our language. Um, But I'm really excited that God brought me somebody who (laughs) he does the same thing with. Um, God has actually taught me a lot about people through um, these movies. He's taught me a lot about relationships through these movies. Um, And there's a lot about, like, my gifting. He's developed my gift of hearing and seeing and things like that through these movies. So, it's so awesome. Um, he's been developing the teacher in me. Um, and like Tokoya said, like, these are modern day parables. And one of the things the Lord told me when he revealed to me that I am a teacher, um, is that, you know, I want you to teach the way Jesus taught. He taught through parables, um, metaphors, analogies. So that's how I want you to teach my children. And I'm going to teach you how to teach them. And so this is one of the ways in which, um, my my gift and my office of teaching operates and so i'm just really really excited to get into all of this um we just want to make a quick disclaimer that you know even though everything we say is is coming from the holy spirit we don't practice any new ways or anything like that um still you know like take everything in prayer you know ask god to show you you know deeper revelation even about the things that we say or show you in in his word where this where this is confirmed or whatever you need to better understand um or get a deeper connectivity to the source of where we're getting this from because it's all from the spirit of god he is the spirit of prophecy and of truth um also understand too that we see both sides of the coin so we understand mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things like she said that You know, um, the enemy comes and taints a lot of these these things. So a lot of these people who who write these things actually do have, like, scribal gifts or prophetic gifts or whatever. But the thing about it is is that a lot of them have been tainted by the enemy. So you'll see a lot of this dark stuff in there. But it doesn't mean that God's not—he didn't have an original plan for their lives or for their gifts. And so many of them, they subconsciously find themselves— And they probably don't even know that they are, but if you look at it, there's a lot of prophecy in a lot of these things. There's a lot of biblical teachings in a lot of these things, but they don't know that they subconsciously put it in there because they're, you know, their gifts have been, have been tainted, but the Lord has people like me and like Takoya who come and he shows like, see, this is where I am. See, this is what I'm trying to teach through that. See, this is what yeah. that really means <clears throat> for my children. And so that's just what we're here to do. We're here to come through and shine the light on what God is saying. Hey, I want my kids to see this, that, and, this, that. Yeah. and um, put a magnifying glass on the things that the truths that have been hidden, you know, in these things that have been tainted but the thing about it is like it's it's mass consumption so of course if the enemy has has a message surely god has a message the enemy Mm -hmm. only comes after the things that you know god put his hands on so he can try to corrupt them right so um just know that we're not speaking uh, about any of these entities that we're discussing um because we, we will be talking a lot of disney marvel star wars and we know that all those things have some dark elements to it but also understand that you know, God will teach us however he needs to teach us. Right. And he He tends to use things that we can understand to make them simple for us. Because sometimes we make spiritual things so complicated and yes. it's really not complicated. Yeah. And so um, just understand we're not dismissing anything, any dark element, but we're just not going to sit up here and, you know, glorified all the darkness like we know it's there and we will we will mention it where it's appropriate to mention it obviously for education purposes but you know this this is still about like the awesomeness of how God speaks and how you know you can really if you're open to it and willing to it and you yield to the spirit of truth which is the Holy Spirit you'll be able to to see so much revelation so much light and so many um, unexpected places because revelation is everywhere if you just ask Holy Spirit to show you. So yes. that's what we're excited to do. That's what this is about.
0: Yes. We're so excited, y'all. Like you don't understand. Like and that's why like even as we go on just to remember like the things that you get excited about and the gifts and things that God gives you, like you 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 can use them for his glory. You know he like he'll show you how like and um what he like I'm telling you, he said, like, my, my children, this is how I see you guys. You guys are superheroes. I'm like, wow, God. Like, <laughs> that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is just, like, just even exploring the heart of God in further ways. So I'm so excited, y'all. Like, I'm so excited. Like, again, nervous, but excited. Um, but for the first movie, we're going to talk about, because, you know, we su- we sunk God about it. And while we have many movies and things we want to talk about, we're going to start with Iron Man, because he says start at the beginning, Okay. And I knew that we were mainly going to be talking about Marvel and stuff, and of course some of the new stuff coming up as well. But Iron Man, beginning the first Marvel Cinematic movie, and also Iron Man is being a pioneer of the Avengers, and always a common theme. in a lot of the things, everything that we talk about, especially with the character, because the Lord always, you know, points out the character, their heart, their transformation you know, their, their origin story, they have the profit in the pit experience is what I call, like when they go through their cave experience. Um, and then, you know, outcomes, comes legacy and purpose and identity. So that's gonna be a common theme throughout all of these things we'll talk about, but we're gonna start with Iron Man. Um, so, um, you know, I me and we both watched the first um, Iron Man movie, and um, we're just gonna start there. And um, so I guess the first topic we're gonna talk about is, identity y'all let's start there it starts now remember think about your own process (laughs) as we discuss this think about your process think about your journey with God or just as a person because that's what the Lord is trying to show us um and we see just you know just talking about characteristics of Tony Stark um now spoiler alert if you have not go see the movie first of all why? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, secondly, um, there is a spoiler alert. We're gonna be talking about the movie. So other than that, um, just you know, just kind of just um, bear with us. But okay, so Tony Stark, um, Iron Man. First of, well, he's not the first Avenger. We know Captain America is, but um, the first movie and his characteristics. So we see that he's kind of like an arrogant man. You know, he's um, he's uh, labeled as the philanthropist, playboy, millionaire, billionaire, um, and. His story starts off with him doing what he, what he was, you know, his business, um, selling weapons. Um, we know him to be a scientist, um, a genius. Um, he took the business over from his father. Um, and he's in this desert and he's selling the Jericho missile. That's, when, that's where the movie starts off. And we see that there is this explosion that happens. Um, and it was basically a terrorist attack on him um, that was meant to kill him but it did not. <laughs> Again, things come, you know, they, they're the men to kill us, but, but God. Um, right? But this, this kicks off his journey. Um, he ends up in a cave with, um, you know, thankfully a God a sent person that really helped him. Um, we saw that after the explosion, there was metal sharp nail that could have entered his heart. So we're gonna start with the heart of Tony Stark because um, that's basically where his character begins. That's where everything starts right there um and we see that this man helps him by putting a battery um like magnet device in his heart i mean around his heart to stop the sharp nail from entering after the explosion so um let's just go ahead and touch on that first um go ahead so go ahead sis i'm gonna let you kick it off with... should, i think you should go ahead you're already rolling oh okay okay well, well i'm rolling so okay so Again, just like our processes, we know God starts with the heart, y'all. It's a heart thing. It's first. He promises that he will put a new heart within us. I think it's Ezekiel 36 and 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Now, like I said before, Tony, you know, he's operating his gifts. But we see that the posture of his heart um, at this time, it wasn't for good. So God used this whole experience um, of the explosion of him being in the cave. Um, you know, for his good to transform him. And um, I just want to pinpoint that that's what, you know, God does with us. You know, the enemy sends things our way and God, now let's remember that um, the enemy has to get permission, first of all. And um, secondly, that God permits certain things and, you know, certain things we go through from our own, um, you know, um, actions or whatever. But this is just an example of how God uses our hardships to transform our heart. He uses these things to give us a new heart to really, you know, show us the transformation within us. And Iron Man, it started off with him. He could have died, but again, someone was sent to help him. And um, after that, we see that that's where his transformation begins, right then and there. He had his prophet in the cave experience, which we all have. And um, so he sees firsthand what his, his weapons are doing. This is when the transformation begins. We see that Iron Man sees that his weapons is bringing mass destruction. Like they literally called him the merchant of death. Now, before Tony was just doing what he was you know, born to do. He was just making, you know, he got the, the business was passed on to him. He was just making the weapons, he was putting them out there, but he saw firsthand um, the oppression that, um, you know, the bad people were using these enemies, using his weapons, his talents, the things he produces for. So that's where his transformation kicked off. Um, you know, they're then forcing him to build a missile um, like the one he built before I think they were trying to get him to build like another Jericho missile, missile. I'm not sure but um he sees everything firsthand and he's like no I'm not gonna that's when that's when his heart transformation really started he decided then and there that hey he wasn't gonna do that anymore he was like no I'm not like I, I want to I see what this is bringing people he wanted to change so that's when his heart change started um and it all started with the perspective I'm going through my notes right now So this was a time of redemption for Tony. Um, And this is where the deep work started. So we see that he's like, no, I'm not gonna build this missile. He decides that he's gonna use his talents for good and something else and he ends up starting to build the the suit. Um, Yeah, since you wanna go ahead and kick off more about the heart. Yeah, so
1: it's always important to let God deal with your heart before your elevation. Because promotion will will only amplify what's already inside of you. Yeah. Right? And so so Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Yeah. So you know, Tony, because he was born into this business, which I'm sure he really didn't have, you know, all of the information, all of the, the wisdom or the knowledge or the insight, um, coming into it about what was really happening, clearly because when he when he got captured and all of that, then he could really firsthand see the damage. Before then, he was yeah. just going off of like what he would hear people say about his father because he lost his father pretty young. Yeah. So, um, you know, before his father could really like really teach him all of the business and stuff like that, um, and we know like Howard was really all. Tony so much got it honestly, okay? He's really <laughs> just like his dad into into his tinkering, into his formulas, equations, into his machines and things like that. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, that made it put a strain on his relationship with his father because his father was so much about work. And even though later on in other Iron Man movies, we, we see like his, his dad, even though he wasn't always the most emotionally available or expressive, he really did yeah. love Tony and he really did have Tony in in mind when you know he was working laboriously but at the end of the, the at the end of the day still even howard there was a way that seemed right to him yeah and you know um the way that seemed right to howard and then tony was to build these weapons of mass destruction but they didn't see them as they saw them as weapons of mass destruction towards an enemy who was trying yeah. to bring destruction on them yeah. and um Tony so even said stuff like you know like his dad felt like you know the, the person who has the bigger weapon the person who has the bigger missile like yeah that's the one who's gonna win that's the one who's gonna keep everybody safe but you have to understand that you know yeah you want to keep your nation safe but at the same time you have to understand that you're also inflicting danger on other nations um when you don't know who you're selling to, when you don't know what they're using the weapons for, you don't know who they're targeting. You know what I'm saying? And so, kind of, he—it was kind of like an out of sight, out of mind. Like Tony's like, "I'm the brain, I'm the genius, yeah. and so I'm just gonna create all these wonderful things." But then he's just selling them to whoever, and he has no idea what his fruit is actually being used for, or the kind of fruit he's actually bearing. So yeah. him, him having this whole experience was so that he can see that the way that he thought was right mm-hmm. actually just led to a bunch of death yeah. for a lot of people and actually led to his death um, because Tony actually died in that cave, yeah. and Obadiah does say that Obadiah is, is the guy who you know was working with Tony's dad over the company and kind of ran the company while Tony was becoming of age and then when Tony was 21 he took over the company to a certain extent because Obadiah still did have this power yes. um in the company and Obadiah says later on in the movie like you know you've been act- he's been acting so weird so strange like and people were talking about, you know, what happened to him. And I'm really convinced right now, like, Tony never came back out of that cave. Yeah. And that, the thing was, he spiritually, he died to his flesh in that cave. That's yeah. what happened. Like, he literally had an awakening.
0: Um, As he did.
1: A come-to-Jesus yeah. come moment. And <laughs> literally, <laughs> like, oh my. his eyes were literally, like, you know, like, Paul on the road to Damascus. His eyes were literally open to see what yeah. he really had been doing. what he really had been doing the whole time and you know how much error he really had been walking in and so from that point on he really wanted to change everything that um that he was doing because he realized he that's not what he wanted to leave in the world that's not what he wanted to put in the world he generally does have an intention a, a pure intention To really protect people. But the thing about it is you can have the purest intentions. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, to to keep you on the straight and and narrow, to make every crooked path straight, to give you guidelines about, you know, how you should move and where you should not move. You don't have boundaries Uh without Holy Spirit. You don't have conviction without Holy Spirit. And that's the thing is, like, Tony got his conviction in that cave. And he literally had to be put right in the heart of the destruction for him to clearly see it it couldn't be word of mouth it couldn't be pictures you know what i'm saying it couldn't be a social media feed you know because then there's like a displaced reality before before he got on the ground of this thing yeah so so he was able to kind of like push it away to the side you know out of sight out of mind type of thing But not when you're standing right in the middle of it and you're seeing these villages and these innocent people, you know, being slaughtered for profit, being slaughtered just because somebody has a a greed and a need for power. And then you realize your name is on the very weapons that people are using to destroy people's lives. So, I mean, you're talking about a sobering moment. A a very very humbling, very, very humbling moment. Down to the base of it and so Tony had the biggest heart check of heart checks and um the thing about it is is that you know everybody needs a heart check we always need a heart check we always need to be in a place of surrendering our heart to God so he can check it and make sure that it is functioning the way he wants it to function not the way that we think it should function and so um that's why you know so many people did not recognize um, Tony when he came back. Yeah, they're like, Who is this? and because he was transformed in um, Second Corinthians, the one that says, Anybody be in Christ, you know, behold, they are uh, a new creature because all old things have passed away, yeah, and all things have been made new. And so, literally, now Tony was a new creature like, not perfect, but definitely yeah. transformed and progressing. Yeah. And now he wants to write all of his wrongs, you know, or try to to turn things around. Um, yeah. Because of that revelation, because it was so sobering. And the thing about truth, the thing about Holy Spirit, is like once you know something, you know. You know, there's that saying like if you you uh you do better if you knew better type of thing. Yeah. And, exactly. and sometimes some people still choose to ignore. But Tony was submitted to the revelation and the truth that was being uh, put in in front of him. Yeah. And honestly, all it was, this whole thing was meant to do was to push him into his destiny, to accelerate yeah. him to where he was really supposed to be yeah. and reveal to him um, that what his true purpose really was in the, in the earth. And it, and understand like his mind was such a gift,
0: his yes. mind was
1: such a gift and his heart needed to be a gift. Now he, yeah. he didn't have no, no, at this point, it wasn't even really a, a choice. Because now he understood that this was right. Like, later on, he tells Pepper, you know, um, like, this is the only thing that that seems right now. Like, I feel 100% that this is the right thing to do. And the only thing to do is to try to make things right now and you know he was saying to her like you was there with me <laughs> yeah you was with me shooting the gym okay when he was making all this money and making all these profits and all the other stuff yeah so and you now gonna be I'm... with me now right like... yeah now like don't walk on him now when yeah. i'm trying to right all of my wrongs and you know pepper she's a real one she's a one yeah. since day one so she stayed yes. down with him even though she you know her thing was always not about his moral epiphany because yeah. she she was 100% on board with him wanting to do things differently. Yeah. Her thing was just like you're about to put yourself in a lot more danger and I yeah. just I just spent 3 months not knowing whether you were dead or alive and now yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> and and you're still not even really 100% physically you got this thing going on with your heart um, and yeah. now you're going up against all these destructive forces that really are trying to come after you because they want things to be business as usual but yeah. you know she stayed down and um, I got some points about you know the people around you and stuff too um because you talk about heart check it can't be just you that goes through a heart check it has to be the people around you that's also their hearts being checked by god because when you're when your whole aim is to walk in purpose
0: Hmm. kingdom
1: purpose then you will have destiny connectors you will have destiny helpers and you need to make sure the people that is in your camp are people who are also surrendered and submitted to the Holy Spirit. And, and maybe, maybe it might be somebody who's not walking closely with God at first, or maybe yeah. it's not somebody who's never even had an introduction to Christ at first, but you being around them, you know, is going to bring about that change and that transformation, but they have to be yielded and willing to have their heart explored by Christ and have their heart transformed by Christ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if it's not, then it, you know, It could be really, really difficult to to have those people around you when you're trying to go into that place that God has called for you. Because when Tony came out of that cave, most people wasn't trying to hear nothing about his change of heart. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. You need to make you need to do what you do, do what you've always done and make these weapons so we can keep with these uh, government contracts, keep it rolling. And keep it moving and they really honestly another thank you holy spirit another thing that happened when he went into this cave was that tony started to expand and he understood he started to understand that his that his gift wasn't yeah. just making bombs his yeah. gift wasn't just making missiles his gift yeah. wasn't just making guns no like my genius is so expansive my genius yeah. is almost unlimited and and you see that throughout the, the mcu progressing throughout the infinity saga that his mind just starts expanding and first of all actually revealed that he was always doing more than just the weapons people didn't know but then also tony got to a point where he started he would never admit it because he was tony but he started to (laughs) kind of he started hey these people are like they're not real but they're real to me okay yeah no No. that's they are they're real to me too (laughs) so go ahead (laughs) he got to the point where you know he wouldn't say it, but something started to surprise him. Like, dang, yeah. I could do this. I can figure this out. I can discover this. Like, his mind started showing him things about himself that he didn't know. The same way his heart started showing him things about himself that he didn't know. And yeah. so, like, Tony was like, you can't put me in a box no more. Like, Mm-mm. that's the thing. Like, like Obadiah even said, like, when, at the, when he stole the like arc reactor out of his chest, he was just like, oh, so you thought you could have an idea that it belonged to you? like and so that just lets you know like even some people viewed his dad howard as like this just lab rat or this golden goose because even obadiah says i thought you know i was killing the golden goose looks like you still had one more a
0: yeah
1: and he was like your dad gave us he helped give us the atomic bomb you think that you what any idea that you develop is going to be yours you think you own it and so that's the thing right there is that the enemy wants to capitalize on your gifts the Lord said while oh, I was watching this he said um, the world wants to explore our gifts our meaning the, the children of God the world wants to explore our gifts so they can exploit our gifts and that's mm-hmm. the thing Obadiah always kept trying to um, check up on what Tony was working on because he knows Tony right to a certain extent so he yeah. knows like he, he was trying to keep him on the leash on basically he wanted to keep him on a leash so he can yeah. keep and he wanted he's like, Oh, can I come down there and see what you're working on? He's like, nah, bro this is this one stays
0: home. Okay. <laughs> this one is mine. This between me and the Holy Spirit the, me right.
1: This is nothing to do with nobody else. And, <laughs> and yeah you know, that's and that's just the thing about it. And from that point on, Tony kept with that same heart posture, just like, uh yeah. no, because he saw how easy it could be corrupted. Like everything yeah. that I was so freely, openly willing to give away. Or to share with people, I see what happened now. So now, no, I don't want to put this in anybody else's hands because I can't trust anybody else with this. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, we're the ones who are supposed to be the stewards over our gifts. Yeah. And we can't think that we're not good enough for the gifts yeah. and end up giving giving the stewardship to somebody else because they're yeah. going to watch over it, all right? Yeah. And make sure it does what they wanted to do because they have an agenda. And yeah, so the thing yeah. about Obadiah is like his name literally is his name is in the Bible. It literally means servant or worshiper of Yahweh. And this man in the movie, it was the exact opposite. Yeah. He served no one but himself. He worshipped yeah. no one but himself and the almighty dollar. And the thing about it was is that Tony was now becoming a servant. Like yes. he was now becoming a servant of of, of people For the edification and the benefit of people. And, you know, when you follow Christ, you have to do that because because Jesus came and died for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, his death was service unto us. He always came, you know, in the form of a servant. He always wanted to help somebody, even though he was the Messiah and deserves all honor, glory, and praise, the highest reverence. But he came as a servant. And, you know that's what that's the thing about it is Tony decided like, hey, look, I want to serve people, I want to help people. Um, he understood like his his gift was meant for him for more than what they were trying to box him into. Yeah, and um, there was something else in about Obadiah. Yeah, you know he was just he um the way in which like he thought that he he thought that he had an entitlement to yeah. everything that Tony was. Like, he literally thought, like, he literally treated Tony as like a lab rat. Like, you're just gonna sit in here, you're gonna pop out this stuff, and then, like, I'm gonna run and do whatever I want with it. And we have a choice to make. Like, do we want our gifts to glorify God or are we going to be, are we going to leave it up to chance and say, Oh, because we want to be accepted. Oh, because we want fame. Oh, because we want fortune. You know what I'm saying? We want our gift to be notarized and validated and verified by the world. So, you know, the highest bidder, like my gift can go to the highest bidder. Yeah. And it's like, no, even if you have to be in a season of obscurity, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Working on your gifts, sculpting yeah. and cultivating your gifts. You got to just trust God through that process because He's gonna bring you out of the cave. Like,
0: yeah, you you gotta I'm go through to. your cave experience. Like, don't. I'm sorry, sis. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought out the cave because it's like don't despise that. Do not despise your cave experience. If we look in the Bible and it parallels to different characters, like the Lord, all... especially for this generation rising up, for the gifts and talents that are raw, raw Holy Spirit, they are you know god is doing a new thing he's using us for the for those new things and and the just the way he's going to use his children right now for the kingdom to bring forth his true kingdom y'all it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be different and some people going to be looking at you just like they looked at tony like what but that doesn't matter you know you stay you stay in that don't despise that cave experience because i'm telling y'all with my own personal cave experience i would not take it back for the world though it was difficult though it was lonely because just like tony had to you know, coming to realization that certain people weren't good for him, how the enemy was exposed in his life, like Obadiah, the Lord, the Lord ex- exposed the enemy in my life in different ways, including in the things and within myself In my cave experience, just like Tony, I had to go through that stripping, I had to give everything to God, I had to allow him to heal my heart to gently um, convict me of different things to, you know, just completely transform me. And even Yensen's, I think Yensen's the one who said it, that, you know, he said to Tony firsthand, he was like a man who has everything and nothing. So it's like, that's how, you know, Tony was kind of living his life before. But he came out of that cave, just like my sis said, with purpose, with identity. So do not despise your cave experience. It could be lonely, y'all. It could be difficult. Think about David in the cave. David, and actually, and this is how the Lord really taught me, because there's some things even in, that is said in scripture, but God gave me a deeper revelation, like, David was lonely. He was, he was, you know, he went through a, a big heart change because he was already, he was already king, but he was about to be manifested into king for us to be unveiled. So it's like he went through that cave experience um, and he had more than one, <laughs> which some of us do, but don't despise that. He will, God will show you who, who is on your side. It will be lonely sometimes because sometimes God wants to get you to a place where it's just you and him. So he can show you your heart. So he can show you his heart. And so you don't have just like Obadiah was in, you know, Tony's ear, which was like a um. It doesn't seem outright like manipulation at first, but you know he was manipulating him throughout his whole career and in, in subtle ways. And it's like sometimes guys wants to get you into a place where you don't have people in your ear, where you can just hear what he says about you. And then when you're built up and and you're built up in that in that cave experience, and then when you come out, just like the story said, you're a whole new purpose. So don't despise your cave experience, because what it does is that it it leads you to purpose, which is the next thing we've already been kind of talking about it. But that was the next thing I wanted to pinpoint. Well, um, can I
1: just jump in and just give you two scriptures and then you can go straight into that?
0: Yes. Okay, so
1: just because we were still wrapping up on open diet. So um, First Corinthians 1533 says bad company corrupts good character. And and that's the thing is like what you're talking about god needing you to get see there's a difference between when god isolates you and when the enemy isolates you Mm -hmm. when god when god isolates you it's not really isolation it's really an invitation for you to come be more it's like okay thank you lord it's an invitation for intimacy when when god separates you it's an invitation to intimacy so he wants to pull you into himself so you know so you can see into him and he can see into you and he can reveal all things to you. And so that you can quiet and mute out all the noise and distractions from everything else
0: Yeah, exactly. around
1: you, even even mute your own thoughts and the things that you thought about yourself and even strip you of, of, of the insecurities and strip you of the trauma, and strip you of the disappointments and the failures or the failed attempts at things and build you and build you up and show you what's really good. Show you what's really true about yourself. And the thing about it is, it's like, Tony wouldn't have been able to... to... He came through with such clarity when he came back to Obadiah because he was by himself away from the thing that normally he wouldn't have understood was manipulating him. He had been around him for so long, he didn't realize he was being manipulated until he spent three months away, not even knowing how long he was gone, to be honest with you, until afterwards. And he spent that time away from though the main source of manipulation. So when he came back to it, he was clearly like he had discernment like no other. He was like, oh no, like yeah. this no use spirit of manipulation. I listen, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Yeah, like that's, he that's what he came back <laughs> with. Yeah. And in Genesis 5020, this is and this is the thing about it, is um just 5020 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for yes. good to accomplish what is now being done for the saving of many lives. So at the end of the day, the whole the whole thing is that. Tony only got captured in the first place because Obadiah put out a hit on him yeah. and so what he didn't really understand and what the enemy doesn't understand about your life is that everything, every hit he has set up for you, every bounty yeah. he has on your head, all is going to do is be turned around for the saving of lives yeah. many lives and all it's going to do is bring God so much glory and it's going to yes. elevate you to a place that you would not believe because yes. everybody knew Tony but after he be- stepped into his truthful identity and purpose It was like, I mean, the galaxy started fearing this man. Like you need to understand. Oh my God, I felt that. You need to understand who you are, whose you are, where you come from and where you are going in Jesus mighty name. So just know that the enemy cannot set up anything, plot anything for you, that God's not going to turn around and use for your advantage and to his glory. If you are walking in him and you are submitted to him and I just. I just want you to understand that, like, yeah, they set that thing up to to, to come at you, but it's yeah. really not going to prosper. May the Lord God, who was so gracious, so wonderful, so mighty, may he quench every fiery dart that's being aimed at yes. you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Because it's it's not going to work yes. at all whatsoever. And, oh, and again, Lord. talking about your cave experience that just brings me the Yensen real quick and then I'll toss it to you sis mm-hmm. Hebrews 13 2 says do not forget to entertain strangers for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels and Yensen yeah. was an angel because Yensen had to remind Tony like we met before like they had met like 8-10 years ago yeah. at a New Year's Eve party but Tony was so drunk he couldn't remember he yeah. didn't even remember him and Yensen told him that like of course you couldn't remember me you couldn't remember your own name how drunk you were but <laughs> But Jensen was there. Jensen had had lost his whole family and and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Tony didn't know that until it was too late. But Jensen knew he was there for a purpose. Yeah. Talk about somebody being submitted and surrendered to God. Jensen had lost everything. Yeah. Jensen could have been like he could have took himself out. He could have yeah. been he could have did anything to try to get himself out of the situation or just ended his own life because he said he was ready to go be with his family anyway. Yeah, but. He was like, oh no, this was Tony Stark. Now talk about God putting you in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yensen could have been like, oh, then why did I come to this party? I didn't even get to talk to Tony, whatever, whatever, he blew me off. No, he didn't hold no offense in his heart, talking about the heart check. He didn't hold no offense in his heart because later on, and I think Iron Man 3, we see that flashback when Jensen and Tony yeah. met. And Tony kind of paid Jensen dust. <laughs> and it wasn't because was he was... Because Tony. Tony was just Tony, and Tony was drunk, and it was before his cave experience. Yeah. But Jensen didn't hold any offense in his heart. Yeah. He didn't, and, he, so, and because he did not allow any offense to be in his heart, he was able to be used in such a mighty way Jensen helps bring us iron man Jensen helped us really get the real tony stark because he saved that man's life in his lowly place so god is such an important part yes people god is putting the right people in place for you but also understand it, understand somebody else could be your angel but you could be somebody else's angel so just be yielded to how God wants to use you or yeah. how he wants to use other people and some of the most unsuspecting people are the very angels and yeah. sometimes you feel like well what do I have to offer or whatever whatever you're an angel to somebody yeah you are an angel you are an answered prayer to somebody yeah. understand that and at the end of the day like p- people probably not have thought very much of Jensen but Tony it never forgot who helped him survive, who helped him live, yeah. who actually brought him into rebirth and new life. He never forgot that. Yensen that sacrificed Yensen's, for even his own life. Yeah, he never forgot that. Jensen believed so much in Tony. Yeah. So it was Yensen's uh, uh, idea from the start yeah. that only one of us is going to make it out of this cave and it has to be Tony Stark. Yeah, it has to be Tony Stark. And I'm okay with that. And if that's the last thing I do on this earth, before I go, I'm good. That that's the perfect way to go out for me. Why? Because I know the what's inside of him is going to really change the world forever. He does not realize what's inside of him yet. But I know there's more. I know there's greater. And he just needs to, somebody to help him see it. So yeah. let me do that. And to the point where Tony was like, I'm gonna be dead in a couple of days because this, yeah. I'm not gonna build this missile and whatever. And Yenson looked at him like you're Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he had a Rafiki moment. Remember who you are. Like you had he had a moment like, you just gonna give up. Yeah. You're the most brilliant mind on the planet. You're just gonna just die here. Yeah. You have a choice to live and not die. You have the the, the enemy can't sentence you to death. Jesus yeah. came and died for you so that you will live. You yeah. have the choice right now to get up and be like, this is my cave moment. But let yeah. me do like Tony. Let me find what's in this cave to to, yeah. to make me more successful, to make me more sustainable for when when I get up out of here, because I'm sure enough yeah. about to elevate when I come out this place. And so it's like. Thank God for Jensen because Jensen looked Tony in the face was like, bro, we just gonna go out like this. Yeah, this, this, we just gonna come to this. You gonna let them defeat you? And Tony had a come to Jesus moment. He came to himself and realized, yeah. I am Tony Stark.
0: Are you yeah, it was a prophetic sign too with Jensen. It was with Jensen even being the one who, who put the regular in, in his heart to keep the shards it, out of his right? heart. He gave him like, the
1: very idea. It, it triggered something. And Tony, he and must he, yeah. re- he remembered that he had built the big art reactor yeah. to, for the... But here's the thing. Obadiah even says later on, like, oh, that was just like a publicity stunt. Like, we were just trying to, you know, uh, uh, appease, like, the environmentalist or whatever. You know it's not really cost-effective. But Tony... By way of divine inspiration, he created, created that thing. Came to like, oh wait a minute, yes. I've done this before. I could do this to the point where the later on, the scientist says this that technology doesn't even exist. And then Obadiah yeah. delivers one of my favorite, if not my favorite, line in all of MCU history. Tony Stark built this in a in cave a with cave. a box
0: of scrap. He was angry, <laughs> so that just showed you that some people look at what happens if y'all listen to what we're saying in your cave experience okay this man had nothing but what he had a couple missiles he had a couple different things but that that gift in him god first of all I yes, want to say Lord. This, it's already inside of you okay it's yes, already Lord. inside of you but you know what those cave experiences do it brings it out god uses those things that the enemy like she said before use for meant for bad to bring it out and i've noticed like in every every movie every prophetic thing the lord shows me is that look at this this seems like this is the hardest time of their life this Mm -hmm. seems like they're they're just not going to make it right he was in that cave for three months we already know three is prophetic right we already know that that represents the um the the resurrection the new life and the lord was showing me in every movie there's this one favorite movie that i have called kung fu hustle for all my kung fu people out there they know And for the character, it was a it was a time where he was being beat up very, very badly. Right. He already had this special gift in him. And it was like the more they beat him up, that gift began to arise. Now, first of all, (laughs) don't take that out of context. What I'm trying to say is God even showed me in that it may seem like it may seem like you're being beat to a pulp. It may seem like you're not going to make it. But first of all, God already put it inside of you. His spirit his spirit the holy spirit that is within you and god uses those cave experiences to bring you to that full potential he uses it for your good and and that's what he did and that's what yensen um also represented like as you were talking he was just even showing me the parallel between what jesus is to us in our cave experience jesus is the one who keeps those sharp nails from coming in our heart he's the one who who heals us and and does prepare us for destiny because again like we were saying before your heart your heart, you guys, that's where the kingdom of God lies. That's where, that's where everything is. So God, he has to, you know, he wants to take us through that process and he does it in a way that resonates with us. So your experience may not look like someone else's and don't even compare, but just remember it's already in you. And you'll notice that as we talk about more and more of these, these like these characters and stuff, it was already in them. It was just activated. Like God, he wants us to know, and I actually, have, I'm a, um, I have a thing I'm gonna put out there soon, but he wants us to know that, especially going forward, you guys don't be, um, discouraged or intimidated by or compare yourself to I'm already. And you let God that- cultivate those things. Like if we only knew, Tony came out of that cave and he started walking in the authority of what was already in him, and that's mm-hmm. what I was doing for us. He's showing us, and um. So we I mean we already basically touched on purpose because at this point, you know, um Tony's like, okay, I'm gonna make he 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 was gonna re-redesign the suit and that's mm-hmm. what he did and he decided that he was gonna use it for good, right? Yeah. And so at this point, he's walking in his purpose. He's starting to experiment, and as you always say, he's tinkering with different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and me, and you were talking about this before, but even throughout the the whole cinematic Marvel cinematic, his suit just upgrades and it upgrades and it upgrades. Yeah. And it's like, your armor is built in that cave, the armor of God. Okay. The armor is built, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. He didn't have a literal shield, but you guys see where I'm going. Like, that's where your armor is built. And, um, and then we even see so much that towards, like, I think like towards, I think it was the, um, Avengers, it was in game. Um, where the suit, he upgraded it so much that it became a literal part of him with the nanotech. So we see him evolve. We see him evolve. Not only was he evolving in his own, but he was evolving to the dangers that he had saw, which was part of his motivation because he, he carried this burden of the things that he had saw and him wanting to protect the world. And, you know, God is really, he's given us our purpose. He's given us our identity And he's shown us who we are in him. And like we said before, whose we are, who we belong to. And for many of us, it's hard to. And that's why God, he heals us and stuff like that. He gives us our new heart. And um, he nurtures our heart because of the hurts and things that we have been through, the insecurities that we've had um, throughout our whole entire lives prior to knowing him. Like God wants us to know that all of those things like he wants to show us the truth so throughout my journey the lord has had me like every time a negative thought or something came my way um to come back that with scripture like no i'm fearfully and wonderfully made like i'm in here hyping myself up because the holy spirit is like to quay you need to know in a humble way of course but you need to know who you belong to you need to know who you are and so that's what god is doing for us and as tony began to walk in this identity and this purpose you know he's um he has a whole new outlook and I'm um, gonna see where are my notes right here. Um man, we basically we basically touched on purpose, you guys. And that's well, the, what... thing, the, the
1: thing I did want to say real quickly about purpose is that your purpose, even if it might be in the same realm or field as somebody else, yeah, or yeah. even if you know like like we're always hearing stuff about oh this market saturated, that market saturated, or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Listen, the thing about it is this you you are you and nobody yeah. can do what you're called to do the way that you're called to do it and that's why you need to keep your eyes on your own uh on your own race on your own name because yeah um god knows what he's doing and he didn't make two of you he only made one of you yeah. and he made you as unique um as he wanted you to be and so at the end of the day tony could have been like oh there's Plenty of scientists, or no, like he. Mm-hmm. His, first of all, even his his dad was like a genius, but that didn't yeah. stop Tony from being like, yeah, but I'm gonna be a genius in my own right, type of thing. And the thing about it is, even when the enemy talking about how the enemy can't can't just have his way with you, when Tony built that first the Mark One, that was the that was the original suit to get him out of the cave. Yeah, when he built the Mark One, and he crashed into the middle of the desert. All of the whole, all the armor fell off, right? Yeah, It was it was not supposed to hold up very long. And then the, the, the mercenaries came, the people who captured them, came and dug up everything. They yeah. had the blueprints that he drew out. They had yeah. the pieces he used to put it together. Could not figure it out for the life of them yeah. how to put it together. Then again, Obadiah and the scientists with the reactor could not figure out how to get this giant thing to shrink down to a small size because the technology, according to them, did not exist. So what I'm saying is that can't nobody do you have how you do you your armor even Obadiah, like there was there there were things that he did when he built his version of tony suit or whatever um there was things that he built or whatever but it wasn't really it was effective to do what he wanted to do but it wasn't effective to do what the mark suits were created to do and even and and tony tony so he is such as the poster child for identity that everything has to do with um Voice activation or recognition, yeah. or or you know, like only certain people are authorized to go, come into his house or to speak to Jarvis or yeah. to to command the suits. And we see that you know Rhodey gets access to it eventually. Pepper gets access to it eventually, but the oh, nobody has more access than Tony. Yeah. Then. Pepper is second in command because you know that's his boo. So yeah, you know, he gonna give Whitey the keys. To Later they become now, one. Okay?
0: So then she's you know she's a yeah. He gonna and...
1: give Whitey the keys to everything. That's just a smart man right there. That's a very wise man. i give Whitey the keys to everything, okay? Because nobody's about to have your back the way yeah. the woman that God has for you is gonna have your back. Yeah. So the thing about it was is Tony was very much so like no, I like I am the gift. All of yeah. me, all of who I am is is the gift. Yeah. I'm what's up. So. Everything is going to have my signature on it. Everything is going to require yeah. me to unlock it because I'm never going to uh, allow anybody to come and, and take over what's mine again. But just know and, and just have uh, um, complete faith that nobody can do what you're called to do the way you're called to do it Yeah. because people try to put on the suits they can't operate the suits like Tony people try to recreate his technology they can't do it people try to figure out his formulas they can't do it and we're talking about some people who've gone to some of the same schools as him have some of the same gotten prizes all over the world for compared to Tony because he's him the way his mind works is just different so even though he's not the only genius on the planet he's the only tony stark on the planet so just understand yeah. you're not the only gifted person you're not the only gifted child of god
0: but you're yeah. the only gifted you yeah don't compare you're yourself do not to you. compare yourself no matter how big or even even how small you think that your gifts are because they're not first of all but don't ever don't ever compare yourself like she said there is only one you and there is something that the kingdom of god needs in you that is very special very unique and as she said that, um, you know, before we were saying, um, you know, prior to this cave experience, that you know, um, Tony was kind of arrogant and everything, but we see that 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 arrogance was turned into, um, a confidence that was that was holy. Now it was like a holy confidence that he walked in afterward. He was still of... a little arrogant, but the Lord was walking on him, <laughs> <laughs> just just a little bit there. But it was still, you know, the 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 it was it was turned into like a holy confidence because God, you know, for like I can say for myself, like before. Um, I would walk around with what was seemingly was like this false humility. And God was like, no, you remain humble. Yes. In every way, but know who you are. Be bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion, but that all comes from him and spending time with him and, 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 you know, just allowing God to show y'all in, in your unique ways. Like when I tell you all God is so everything he does for you is so tailor made for you, for your experience. Like, and he speaks to you in ways that no one else can. Like he does things like, so just allow God to do it. Like, and and as we were saying, don't compare yourself. Like you're, you're special. Your gift is special, no matter how much, um, how insignificant or, you know, whatever the enemy tries or even how, how the enemy will use people in your ear. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. I know it's easier said than done, but just let God show you because you're so unique. You're so special. And Tony really went through that. Transformation where he decided he was going to use his his gifts for good and God is doing that for us. We're going to use it all for His glory. But in that, just the joy that God has us knowing that we belong to Him. And um, I'm going to actually let my sis make a point about that in ending. But um, before we end, um, I wanted to you know just just quickly say that um, Tony Stark was basically a pioneer. And for the Avengers, and um, you know, God has really just been—he's been doing a work in us, y'all. He's been raising up His remnant um to go forth and to do these unique things, to be a part of this new thing, and um, it just also shows you how important you becoming, you know, you allowing God to show you who you are and walk in that, how connected it is to someone else. Um, I'll give an example: had God not sent me, um, Katori. He really used her to really, you know, show me that, you know, I was walking around with these things and just praying and hoping, but he used her to edify me, um, to kind of like be a pioneer in my life, especially when it comes to teaching and stuff. Like just the way that he allows me to see how, you know, you teach and stuff. So it's like the way that he, what I'm trying to say is that your journey is going to bless someone else. Tony was a pioneer. He was a pioneer. He went forth so many things, you know, kicked off snowball effect from him from his journey um with the avengers becoming a founder and and just everything that he did for i'm gonna say for the kingdom of god because that's what i'm relating it to so know that you will you will touch so many people you will help so many people the steps that you walk there will be those after you that you would be able to be a good example for to be the light through the darkness because we've been through the dark to manifest the light and so just know how important your journey is, and that it's not taken lightly. Um, and that's really where a lot of his legacy is, um, is that, you know, even we see who he was, the Spider-Man, you know, like just, just, it's just like, just know that your journey is important, that it, it opens so many doors for other people. It really does. And that God will use you mightily, mightily, mightily. Okay. In so many ways. So just hang in there, go through your cave experience, allow the Lord to, to catapult you into destiny and to purpose and to know who you are. And since I'm going to go ahead and let you say the greatest, the greatest line that you, that you have said before and, um, and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because y'all, this is the, this is the foundation of this podcast. This right here is is what we want you to understand and we want you to, we want to plant those seeds in understanding as God shows you who you are and who you belong to. So go ahead, sis. Okay. So, Take it off, so, sis. Right before I get there, the Holy Spirit, just
1: just directing me to something right before I end it. So, um, you're talking about pioneers. And the one thing that he said to me when I was watching the movie is visionaries are often misunderstood and rarely appreciated, mainly yeah. because they're before their time in doing what has never been done before. And so I just want to encourage um, somebody that you feel like there's no example of you and you feel yeah. like you don't have the direction because you don't have a mentor, or you don't have, yeah. you know, that a teacher or whatever. That, that is the time for Holy Spirit to say, I'm going to be your teacher. I'm going to yeah. be the one that that puts all this stuff inside of you because nobody has done this the way I'm doing it through you. So don't yeah. be discouraged by that. But also know when it comes time for you to get a teacher, a mentor, an example, you yeah. know, of a certain area of your process and your journey, that there, there will be those. So just ask for Holy Spirit to lead you directly to them. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I'm just so sometimes that can get frustrating I know it gets frustrating for me and also for yeah. somebody you be like Lord yeah. like and then the thing about it understand this too if you're called to be a visionary because the thing about it is we're all called to purpose but not everybody's called to be a visionary Yeah, and the thing it, when you're called to be a visionary like there's a certain level of responsibility and weight and burden that yeah. you carry and not everybody can speak over you not everybody yeah. can teach you, not everybody can can lead you because the lord wants to make sure that you're not tainted he wants to make yeah. sure you're not corrupted he wants to make sure you're not deceived he wants to make sure you're not hurt
0: yeah you don't you know aside.
1: yeah literally. you can't be, so, like, right, he doesn't want you to be overtaken by the deceit and by the hurt and the trauma because it'll discourage you and make you yeah. untrusting to people. It can even make you distrusting to God because you feel like, well, I thought you put me in a situation or I thought you called me to do this kind of thing. And these are the kind of people who are in this. So, just trust him in all things and know that you know what I'm saying? That he he wants to teach you the things that he wants to impart into you directly, yes. but hold on because the people who who are been designated and destined to come help you in certain parts of your journey, help yes. you um, mentor and train and cultivate certain parts of your gifts, they truly are coming, but there's some things that God wants to put inside you first before you get into company of those people because you have to know who you are. You can't yes. think smaller yourself. You can't shrink when you get into the, into the company of those people because yes. you're causing be on their same level, and truth be told, um, you call it to go above a lot of them. So yeah. you know what I'm saying, and you got to you have to know how to walk in there with a, um a holy confidence, um, not and honoring them, but not feeling like you got to shrink down yes. th- your greatness because That's you true. don't, and yeah. it, but also you have to. Realize that you deserve to be there because God says so. And if you don't come into this with such a solid foundation that you know who you are, yeah. that you're called to this, that you are gifted, you've been anointed and appointed before the foundations of the earth.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if you don't come into it knowing that, then people will tell you who you are and they'll tell yeah. you what you deserve. Yes. And they'll try to give you what you deserve and they'll try to put limitations on you. Yeah. And they'll try to they'll try to you. And yeah, like, and the thing is. A lot of the time is they won't know that they are doing it. Because not everybody is that outright malicious. Obadiah knew who he was and he knew what yeah. he was doing. But not everybody is outright outright like malicious like that. Not everybody yeah. is so forthcoming with their intentions and their actions. Some people really they sipping their own Kool-Aid and they don't really know what they're doing. Some people yes. are actually being manipulated by the enemy and have spirits operating in them. And so they're yes. not really aware what they're actually doing because, again, there is a way that seems right to a man. Yes. So, and some people are operating under the religious spirit and mindset, yes. and they're caught up in traditions. And this is how this order goes, and this is how this protocol goes. Yes. And so that makes sense to them about how you should do this you should do that so you have to have sound doctrine given to you directly from the holy spirit yeah you have to have the sound principles given to you directly from the holy spirit before you walk into some of these places Um, because when you come in you're coming in humble to learn where god wants you to learn from people but also know that if your assignment is to go beyond where those people have gone yeah you got to have that balance of humility and confidence. You know what I'm saying? And not be talked off of who you are. And yeah. not be talked out of your greatness because people don't want you to elevate beyond them. But it's not about what they say. It's yeah. about what God has said over your life already. And also this something the Lord was showing me too when you were speaking was that you can't be afraid of quote-unquote failure first of all you are not a failure because god is without fault without blemish he can't fail so he doesn't birth failures so you're not a failure right you're a child of god you take on his likeness everything about him is dope everything about him is holy everything about him is powerful and righteous and beautiful and magnificent and great and it's fruitful and it's productive so you cannot be a failure in God. Like You're truly in yeah. him, walking with him, living with him, serving, believing. You can't be a failure. He didn't give birth to a failure. In Genesis 1, it says you were created in his image. He's not yeah. a failure. So therefore, you can't be a failure. But you can't be afraid or intimidated by a failed attempt at something because that's all building your character and it's yeah. all, it's, it's teaching you so many things. And the thing about it is like, if you're going to be a a millionaire if you're gonna be a billionaire if you're if you're going to be somebody who affects change in the world if you're gonna be an inventor if you're gonna be a pioneer or a visionary you can't be a you can't be afraid of something not going right you can't be afraid of you trying something and like dang well that didn't work out you can't do that you want to know why because like takoya says i'm always talking about tony tinkering because that's what he does yeah because tony's always like he's supposed to He's all about figuring out the solution to the problem. And that's what, that's what having the heart posture of Christ is as a child of God. Your purpose is about being a solution. Your number one motivation should be being a solution to this world because that's what you're supposed to be a, a solution.
0: Keep because Jesus came, Jesus
1: came to solve a problem. Jesus was the ultimate solutionist. He came to solve a problem. Everywhere yeah. he went, he was trying to solve people's problems. So that's what we're supposed to do. That's our ultimate purpose is to come here to serve problems for the benefit of people, for their edification, for their transformation, and for the glory of God. And so at the end of the day, you can't be afraid if something didn't happen the right way. Because yeah. the whole thing about the Mark soups, what the Mark soups is supposed to teach us, is that you, you as you elevate, you adapt. Yeah. you to elevate you adapt and also too, tony didn't be like ah oh, dang that first suit didn't work no the first suit had a pro a purpose get me yeah. out of this daggone cave so then yeah. too, <laughs> and it did that and once it did that tony was already before he even finished the first suit let me tell you how i know he was thinking about the second one yeah. what does the second one need to do when he was crashing into the sand what does the second one need to do what do it needs what needs to be better and so I love. That's one of my favorite things is watching him with the Mark suits and watching yeah. their uh, their uh, evolution. Because every Mark suit is supposed to solve a problem. Every Mark suit uh, has an upgrade that solves a problem that he found himself in in the previous situation. Every Mark suit, you know, it's it's elevation of his awareness to how to be a solution and how to adapt. And <laughs> it's very bless you. It's very forward. It's very forward thinking. So the Lord is wanted to um encourage. Yes. encourage somebody that if you tried something it didn't work cast your net again peter yeah cast Keep your following. net again was that a was uh, uh, Luke five cast your net a- again peter if it didn't work it's okay you got me this time and you yeah. you follow my instructions and you do what i say to do how to do it just casting net again yeah and it's going to, it's going to work if god said that it's going to work you can take that to the bank it might not have worked the first time it could have been your heart posture it could have been a timing it could have been who was around you because sometimes god won't let things prosper if your heart's not right but sometimes he won't won't let things prosper if the people around you are not supposed to be around you because he can't afford to let this thing be birthed in front of them because they might be there to kill it so you have to just understand there's different reasons why something might not have happened but i feel the lord's just saying don't be afraid to try again Somebody yeah. listening to this needs that's to know good. not to be afraid to try again. past that again. Cause he's getting ready to blow his wind on it. You can't yes. be afraid of the failure. Cause the failure just t- it teaches you. All yeah. things to teach you make you better. Okay, I didn't know that before. How would I know what what needs to fix if I didn't see it break before me?
0: Yeah. That's you know good. what I'm saying? That's so good.
1: Just, just understand that. And then one more thing. I'm sorry, he was saying a lot while you were talking. No, it's okay. When you talk about the least of things, I kept thinking about you saying, um if you feel like your gift is insignificant or you feel like the least of them, mm-hmm. I kept every time I think about that, I always think about Pepper because yeah. people, so many times, even at the beginning of this movie, like the, the like reporter that ended up going to Tony's house or whatever, the next morning, she tries to treat, like, she tries to, like, read Pepper.
0: And oh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, you've been
1: working for him all these years and he still got you picking up dry cleaning. And mind the way, it was her dry cleaning because she yeah. was out there being loose. Yeah. but... No condemnation, just saying that's what it was. Um, <laughs> but Pepper read her back, was like, yeah, I will, I'll do whatever Mr. Stark asks me to do, including, including taking out, taking the, out trash. the trash. <laughs> we, 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 she was talking about her. So she read her back. And we're not yeah. talking about playing tit for tat here. But the thing yeah. about it was is like Pepper understood that this girl was trying to come for her for, for her worth, her value. Yeah. And yeah. she don't, she don't even know. It's like little girl, you don't even know. People don't see what I see. But yeah. I hold all of this together, and yeah. the thing about it was, is that even in his arrogant situation, Tony would still tell you, he can't do none of it without Pepper. Yeah, he couldn't do That'd anything be. to the point where in the was in the in the very next movie, he's made, I'm trying to make you see, Pepper, hush, I'm trying to give you everything. Yeah. I'm trying to give you all of it. Why? Because I know you're the only one that I can trust. I know your vision and my vision is going to work out. I know that you can tell me what I'm thinking before I realize I'm thinking it. You know what I need before I know I need it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know how to fix a situation that I can't. Uh, Pepper was really the only person who could probably come give Tony a perspective that would change everything for him. He didn't yeah. listen to very many people and many people could not unlock him or tap into him, but she could. So understand the, the gift that she had yeah. She had to see it because sometimes she didn't even see it. Like yeah. Pepper knew she was good at what she did, but she didn't understand the depth of what was in her. And, and, and ironically, it was Tony who showed her that. Yeah. What was in her. And once she picked up on it, like, I have been running all this. Yeah. You know what? I could just go ahead and take it that next step. And once she did that, it was just like, okay, cool. To the point where. You know, he never wanted to take nothing back from her. Like, I put it yeah. in your hands. So don't discount where you start because uh, and what people in the world are thinking about you and what because they don't even know what guy's doing behind the scenes. The whole yeah. time people kept thinking, out, oh, Pepper's just his assistant. They don't know Pepper was running his whole life and then started yeah. running his whole empire yes because it wasn't something that really came to the forefront until until the appointed time to bring it for the whole world to know that now she was ceo but really she had been doing a whole bunch of ceo stuff behind the scenes she had been the ceo of tony's whole life for years to the point where he's just like i'm not going to be able to survive without you not one day you know what i'm saying and then he realized that wasn't just on the business side that was actually for his entire life even romantically he couldn't survive without her but the point is she was seen as the least of these why would Tony pick her to run the company? Why yeah. you know why was she she is an assistant? No, she's not. So understand the position that you're in. People might look at you like, oh, she's just this. Oh, he's just that. Oh, they mm-hmm. just do that. They don't even know. You could be working behind the cash register and they don't even know God is making you a whole kingdom financier yes. behind the scenes. And I'm telling you that because I know I was in those jobs. I was in those places. I was working at a bank and a teller. And and the whole time, people like I, it was even prophetic that I was being chosen to like handle big sums of money. And I'm just like, that's not even my position. Like, yeah. You got me managing all this money. It it was because I know God was saying, because this this is change. Yeah. I know you got eighty thousand dollars in your possession right now. You have to balance it and manage it and make sure everything's good. But this is just change. I yeah. would have to be um I forgot what they what they would call it, but it, I would sometimes when the head guy was out, I would be the one that was deemed to control yeah. all the money in the in the bank, and yeah. I would, people with all the other tellers would have to buy and sell money to me, and I would have to balance all this stuff, and I'd be like, my God, Lord, I just got here, yeah. like why is it I'm doing this? I just got here, but I knew it was pathetic, like. I'm a but you are a kingdom financier, and I've called called you to manage a lot of kingdom funds and distribute a lot of kingdom funds. So this is all just practice. And even yeah. my manager would be talking about, you know, oh, we're training you for management, even though I know the Lord wasn't gonna have me there for a, a while. But I knew the Lord was speaking through him. Like you're supposed to manage big things for my kingdom, big things for my children. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is that you have to understand. Every place that God puts you, there's it a matters. purpose and there's something that he's developing. You. Do not despise that. Do not undermine it. Start to ask Holy Spirit, why am I here? What are you developing? You know what, sis? It makes what me think. Of, me?
0: It makes me think of this. It makes me because um the Lord has always told me, especially this generation rising, that we're a bunch of Davids. You know, we've been the yeah. misfits. Um, but David was in the field. He was working in the field, taking care of those sheep. He didn't take yeah. it lightly. He wrestled bears and lions, and guess what? He won every time. And what the Lord showed me, because I, I worked with animals my whole life, people will look down on me because of that. You know, the pay wasn't always the best. You know, oh, I don't see Like, I literally have people say, I don't see how you work with them animals. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But in, just like David, and this is what the Lord showed me when I would walk into a shelter or a clinic every day, tending to an animal. He said, just like David, just like my servant, David, you are tending to those needs. You know why? When David was tending to the sheep's needs, the Lord was showing him literally Literally had to care for his sheep, how to feed his sheep, how to feed his flock, which is what David did when he became king. He was being trained with the with the with the with to something else that his brothers and his father looked down on him. He came right. out stinking every day. He did, you know what I'm saying? But he was out there singing psalms. He was out there praising God. He was out there doing some of the most important work that nobody else would do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like, trying to piggyback off of what you're saying is that don't despise, especially how if others look down on, you know, what you do or even just don't defi- despise the small beginnings because everything matters for the kingdom of God. And that's where your heart is cultivated. And it really just shows you where your purpose lies. It's just like a preview of what God is doing in you and through you. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad you brought up Pepper because, again, many, many people don't think about that. So everything you do, everything you do. It matters for God, y'all. Everything you do for God, it matters for the kingdom. It matters to someone. It matters. He's raising up his misfits for those who felt like they had no place. He's raising us up right now because he wants us to know that, that um you know, as well as not trying to put a group aside. But at the same time, God has kept his eyes on those who felt insignificant, who felt like they had no place. But God is showing you how mighty, how how mighty the things He has put you inside, and you will do new things. People will not understand it. They will try to talk you out of it. You know, you're gonna create new paths and roads for others, um, and be a pioneer just like He was. And 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 you know, so I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because that's very very important for people to see. You'll see as we continue to go on throughout this podcast and different things that 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 right there is one of the the foundational things that God put in my heart for this is that. People need to know who they are. They need to know that they matter. They need to know that um, nothing is too small for me, that, um, you know, no matter where they start, they need to know that in me, that I'm going to, I'm going to do great and mighty things for them and use them in great and mighty ways and how, and how much God loves us. Let's not ever get aside from that, y'all. It's like, as you come into your identity too, because again, many of us have not been able not have known how to receive that love in many ways because of hurts or insecurities and things like that. But God is doing a thing in our hearts right now where we are able to receive him in a way that we weren't before because he's showing us who we are in him. That's why identity is so important. Some people, you know, they may think like, well, it's not about us. First of all, I can't imagine a a parent having a child and that child walking around, you know, feeling less than. God wants you to know who you are because in that you receive more of him, of his love for you, of who he is, because it's really him working in us and through us. So just yield to that process because, y'all, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, look at how God speaks to us. Like, he speaks to us through movies and, and Disney princes and stuff. Like, it's a beautiful thing. He's spoken to to me in ways where I'm just like that, you know, no person can fully convey. I'm just like, God, this is beautiful. Like, and like I said before, it's tailor-made. So nothing's too small for the kingdom, y'all. Nothing, 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 nothing. Just let God cultivate you and let him show you. And with that, we're going to end with the most powerful (laughs) quote in all of the Marvel Universe, um, which is kind of where our theme here comes from too. So go ahead, Six, kick kick off the ending, kick off off the quote for us. All right, so the four,
1: four of the, I would, for me, is the four most important and powerful words in the Marvel Universe thus Mm -hmm. far. And that is at the very, very end of the movie when Tony's doing a press conference and there's all of this like hoopla about the, the events that happened the night before. And yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. has decided they've come up with this fake alibi for him. And the media has come up with all of these uh, these st- stories and rumors. And they're like, do you really think we're going to buy the rumors that are going around? And Tony's just like, no, I don't think you're going to buy that. And he's looking at the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. cards and he's almost about to say what they want him to say. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to conceal who Tony really is. Yeah. And then Tony stops and thinks for a second. And this is the moment where he decides that he's going to take full, complete ownership of everything that his life has been the last few months. Yeah. And all of who he's been his entire life, but didn't know it until now. And he looks dead at them. And really, I, he almost breaks the fourth wall, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he definitely. Into the, Girl, oh, into I thought that'd be in my
0: spirit? Go ahead.
1: He, he <laughs> breaks the. He's saying, he says four words and breaks the fourth Woo! wall. And four is the number of creation and multiplication and he, he really right. he's creating he is he comes in like tony really that was that last that last push where he birthed himself yeah and it was also the push where he birthed the mcu because yes. he looks dead into the ca- into the camera and says i am iron man and i know that seems so small like so mm-hmm. so what big deal here's the thing if you note, know, if you count it he hasn't said that that same sentence but I think maybe three times in all of the movies. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's so significant that, that it was his first words as Iron Man, it was his last words as Iron Man. Spoiler alert if you have not yes. watched in-game. Yes. I'm sorry. But it was
0: his it first work, yes. Iron Man.
1: It was his last words, as Iron Man. There was the, there were the bookends to the Infinity Saga. It, and it ended the clanking
0: with... of him building yes. his armor and the to yes. that
1: too, because at the end of the day, it was. I mean, we're talking about a journey finish. It when we talk about a good job, yes. well, a job well done, well my done, my faithful, faithful, like that. When you talk about that kind of thing, and so I ended with this because again, this is all about knowing exactly who you are because there wasn't a call to assemble after this there was a call to assemble and at the end of the day you have to know exactly who you are in Christ because Mm -hmm. there's a call on your life to assemble and this is the time for you to gird yourself and know who you are and go forth and wreak, and like I, I like to say, wreak holy ghost havoc on this world mm-hmm. for the glory of God. All right. So I dare you to have that Tony Stark moment and look yourself in the mirror and say exactly who you are. Exactly who you are in Christ according to what God has told you and remind yourself that every single time it gets rough or somebody comes to try to tell you opposite of what God says, remind yourself who you are. And when God is whispering to you who you are, believe him, believe him. And watch that start changing your whole situation. Because you won't walk the same. You won't talk yeah. the same. You won't think the same. You won't speak over yourself the same way. But you won't speak to other people the same way either. You won't handle yourself the same way. And you also won't handle other people the same way. And you yeah. won't let them handle you however they want to. Because you know. Yes. I'm Iron Man. Yes. I am Iron Man. There's genius inside of me. There's purpose. There's life inside of me. There's greatness inside of me. Yes.
0: So that's just what that's why i'm gonna leave y'all with yes to like like you said before i am a child of god you keep saying that thing you keep proclaiming that thing y'all when i tell y'all literally holy spirit be having me walking around saying like who are you today i am like captain marvel today or i'm like moana and i'm this and i'm that like do it it may sound silly but no it's, it's not well it's not silly but um you know like just do it just proclaim who you are and continue to continue to walk in that no matter what comes, no matter what lies, no matter what people say, it doesn't matter. If you have to literally say it, proclaim it, declare and decree that thing. And and, and just and just go forth in that, y'all. And and whew, I'm so hyped right now because like I know like I'm really yo, I'm telling you, when you talk about breaking that fourth wall and just all that stuff. I'm like God, like y'all don't understand. Like this is this is how this is how much God loves us. So much so that he would create these things. He would, he would just create, oh, he would just, he would create these things for us to know who we are and who we belong to. So children of God symbol. we gonna start making that thing since i don't know we have to come yeah up yeah a little, little slowly like children of god assemble. so every time we ended it started off that's what we're gonna say children of god assemble he's bringing us together like he's bringing the adventures together remember every adventure had a special world a special part so figuring it all out is the best part of the journey y'all letting god show you is the best part of the journey so enjoy the ride y'all and i'm just so thankful that you guys tuned in for this and I just pray that we planted the seeds that the Holy Spirit wanted us to, to, you know, to, to, to plant and that, you know, if you have any comments below, please, um, you know, show us and share with us, you know, what God has shown you, because again, he's going to show you things that he hasn't shown us, you know, to your own personal experience. So, you know, as we continually do these movies and things like that, you know, if you feel led go back and watch them and just let God show you, or maybe even a different movie or, a video game, a flower, whatever God wants to show you revelation through and just enjoy the ride. Cause it's beautiful. Um, I'll also have a discord server up soon. I'm trying to find someone to help me set that up. So we'll have a server to come and come together and to talk about that. And then, um, we will, I know I'll be hosting like watch parties and stuff like that soon. So just stay tuned, you guys. Like I'm so, I'm so excited to be on this journey with y'all. And I'm so thankful for God to, have sent Katori to 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 be a major part in this and um I just can't wait I can't wait y'all we gonna nerd out we got so many more things to talk about yay excited y'all understand I finally got nerd friends y'all you know what I'm saying like I finally got friends who are nerds and that makes me so excited um so children of God assemble we love y'all thank you so much for tuning in and please stay tuned we have another episode coming up very very soon got anything else to say sis? That you said it. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype. Let's go. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.